This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Watch us on YouTube. 
Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. This is your host, Chris. No, God, please, no, no! I know, I'm sorry, but he's cheap and available. How rude. Right, Chris. All right, guys, how the devil are we? Happy New Year and all that jazz. Ah, 2023. Um, Did you have a good one? Did you have a sober one? Did you remember what you did? (laughs) Are you worried about what's going to happen in nine months' time? Wait. We're back. It's uh, 2023 and the season continues. Um, Who better for some than others? And I think I said before the World Cup that it was probably coming at the wrong time for us. And I think we can say that it did. Uh, But anyway, it's great to be back with this show. Um, We've already done one this season um, when we did a double show for uh, week 17 and 18. And I don't think we'll talk about those. I think we'll move swiftly on (laughs) and talk about this week. I don't think I'm going to be allowed to do that somehow. Uh, Matt is in. Good evening, Matty. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Let's get him in. You all know him. Um, Olympic swimmer for Leicester City. The flying down the wing as he always did when he wasn't swimming. Steve, Happy New Year, Steve. Good evening, sir. How are you? Good evening, Happy New Year. Looking forward to uh, this season's end. <laughs> he's got one result right, guys. He's got one result right, and he's happy. Um, it was his points as well. Yeah, I'm sure we'll come, we will come on to it. I will give you your moment. But uh, it's only to say, I mean, it did come at the wrong time for us, really, didn't it? The World Cup, yeah, I think it did. Um, you know, you were in a you know, we was in a bit of a run, things are going good. It's always hard to start back up as well. Um, uh, so we just need to get on another one again. I thought they were unlucky against Liverpool. I thought they played yeah. really, really well. Yeah. But uh, Brentford today showed you how to play against Liverpool. So, you know, we'll go forward from there. It was always, I think, even if we hadn't had the World Cup, it was always going to be a difficult Christmas because we were playing two, let's be honest with you, top 10 sides. But, um, look, Steve, I've got to say, you are looking sexier than you are normally looking. The, uh, you know, I think you're going to take over from Julian Watts as the uh, the Blue Winst man of the uh, man of the I haven't, which is why I'm wearing a hat. Uh, but you've got a lovely top on. Uh, tell people all about it. Yeah, uh, we've come up with the... Uh... A Foxy 7 clothing line, which hopefully we was going to go live at the end of the month. Um, it's a thing we're offering where you pick the colours of the clothes you want, pick the colours of the uh, the Foxy emblems. You can have them anywhere you want. You can have what colours on what you pick. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, things will take off for us. Well, good luck. And uh, we will obviously be promoting that uh, on this show for you. Um, have you, can people order them yet, or are you still waiting to? Uh, we're not taking orders yet because we're, uh, we're getting the website up. Right. Uh, we're getting some more little items to make it, you know, more attractive yeah. to try and show you what colours and what we do. So hopefully by the end of the month it will be up and running. 
Well, as soon as we do, as soon as it is up and running and we know where we can order, we will, of course, like I say, be promoting that for you. Um, everybody's thank you, everybody's favourite Arsenal fan. He's, he tells me to say that. Anthony's in. Uh, happy New Year to you, Anthony. Um, and David is in. Good evening and Happy New Year to one and all. And Scott is in. Good evening, Scott. Happy New Year to you. Uh, good evening and um, or hope everyone is well and Happy New Year. Anthony says red is a good colour. Well, not in the East Midlands it's not, but you're doing well at the moment, Anthony. You're doing well. Uh, and Scott said he's not looking forward to the Fulham game. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we, I think they should give us about a three-goal start. But uh, anyway, another guy, gentleman that the ladies have been missing already. He is to. <laughs> no, I better not say that. <laughs> I might get the channel taken off the air. Let's bring him in anyway and say hi to Brad. <laughs> How are you doing? Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year to you both. Uh, I hope you're resolutions are going well i'm saying the same old me so you know how, how did the liverpool result go for you guys anyway carrying on with the show <laughs> god uh, god does not like a, a show off yeah i know <laughs> that's know why he didn't invite me around for christmas yeah that's why, I'm not, that's why i'm not there for christmas <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, still enjoying this entire sunshine, are you, sir? Yeah, it was bloody 12 degrees. There was people out on the beach today. It was roasting. Wow. wow. <laughs> I we, don't know what happened today. <laughs> it doesn't take much to get the Brits out in the sun, does it? No, it doesn't, to be honest with you. But yeah, some strange weather over here since the New Year's kicked in. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much to Marcus, who has become a member. Um, if you want to become a member, there's... Bronze, silver, gold, and I can't remember all the details, but it is in the YouTube descriptions. Marcus, you're a gentleman, sir. Thank you very much, and Happy New Year to you. Brad, uh, New Year, same channel. you got some things planned for your channel. Tell us all about them. Yeah, I do a top 10 battle show with Anthony, who's in the comments and the chat, and uh, Chris's adoptive son, Dan. The Burnley man, because someone's got to adopt someone from the championship. And basically, I just give them to a set topic each. Well, it has been each week until the Christmas period, but they just give their list of top tens. So it could be top ten films, top ten action movies, that sort of thing. We pick a genre for each season. We did football for season one. Season two will be movies. And you guys get to decide who it is. Check me out on, fa uh, on Facebook. You'll see me sharing it. Uh, on Twitter, my handle, and all the things, that, all that jazz. I know Chris puts it in the description for, for me. So thank you for that, Chris. Click on there, give us a subscribe. It's Top 10 Battles. Uh, we do a football quiz as well, so keep an eye out that if you love quizzes. Indeed. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> it has finally made... <laughs> Brad has finally realised that it's going to be easy for him to actually pose the questions rather than trying to... Yeah. I've, I'll give up trying to win them. If I have 100% of the answers, I'm already winning. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still get them wrong, I'll tell you. I know, um, right. <laughs> but um, when you get round to the top 10 page three girls of all time, let me know, mate. I'm definitely down mm -hmm. that one. <laughs> I'm sure you will be, mate. I'm sure you will be. That'll, that will definitely be a watershed show if we do that one. I think it might be. I think it might be. I mean, you just do it for laughs. I'm sure. <laughs> we get a few jitters in there. 
Wow, hey. oh, a few boobs in there and all. Hey. Hey. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, before again, like I say, we get shut down. A couple of weeks we did on the last show. Um, some people had better weeks, well, basically than me. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Week sixteen, Steve, uh, you got one right then, Steve, as well. You got Manchester United three, Nottingham Forest nil. Um, and you, young brothers, you got the Southampton, Brighton and Hove Albion one correct. Um, Southampton are going down, I think. They are going yeah. down. Nobody got the Leicester one right. I don't yeah. think any of us expected yeah. that. Anyway, moving on from that, uh, last week, again, you both got one spot on. Obviously, I didn't have enough Brussels over Christmas. Uh Brad, you got Brentford beating West Ham United. Brentford, obviously, a lucky, lucky team for you. <laughs> yeah. And I've got to say, Steve, you went for Tottenham nil, Aston Villa two. Yes. Top man, Steve. Yes. Then we liked you out of the show for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it gets the Forest and Villa score right. Love it, Steve. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to start going along Steve's idea about if you just hate a team but against them. Forget form. <laughs> yeah. Just will them to win and it ha- will them to lose and it happens in Steve's universe. It's great. <laughs> uh, Shane is in. Good evening, Shane. Uh, Marcus, thank you so very much. Uh, Anthony, I win the top 10 sexiest male, let's be honest. Uh, well, being honest with you, I was a page seven fella. Do you remember them, do you, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Women, you know, you never heard, you know, men complaining about that, did you? No, no, topless men in the sun. It was never a moan about it at all. Um, And David, good start to the year for some, but not for others. (laughs) West Ham. I was talking to, I mean, I'll come to you on this one, Steve. I was talking to Jake, who runs West Ham, an official site like this. And he absolutely can't wait for David Moyes to go. And I said to him, I said, it's very similar to Leicester because you've had a couple of good seasons under Moyes that, in fairness, you probably weren't expecting because he, he just came in to try and keep you up. But he took you from relegation fodder to, to two top six finishes. And now you're having a bad season. Everybody, I said, it's just, it's almost like a double of what's happened at Leicester. And I've said they should stick with him. Um, because of that, they he definitely wants him out. What do you think David Moyes will last? Well, until the until the window closes. To be fair, um, I like David Moyes, um, but I think you got to go back to what I've always been told is that you've got a cycle um, which only lasts about six seven months, where everything goes right and everything uh, that you do is gold. So I think you have to look at the the months and the years after that. When you've peaked, that's when you start to, uh, what can I do to stay where I am? A lot of people either stay in the same kind of thing and try and do it over a long time, which don't work. But I think he's got to a point now at West Ham where it's, it's pinnacled, but now he's got to try and, up, you know, up it a bit, up it a bit. But I wouldn't want, uh, you know... I'd, I wouldn't want him to start changing too much what he's doing because that's when it all goes out the window. But I think he's done a good job for him, and it's, you know it's the way things football is at the moment that you only get two or three games and then you're under pressure, aren't you? 
Mm. I mean, Brad, and I've said this before, it is it is literally a Leicester Mark II at West Ham, isn't it? Yeah, it is. They're, they're both following similar paths. And, and this just shows how difficult this division, to a degree since its birth, has always been. You know, after the first couple of seasons where you had lots of Norwiches and that up there, it balanced out. We kind of find ourselves staring at the same four or five teams, didn't we? Yeah. Not necessarily one dominating the other, although obviously it became a bit of a period later on. But yeah, I think it's better if they just kind of stick with it a little bit because you, you're in January now. So if you back it, if the if the owners back him and he comes out of January and he's still in the job, what's a new bloke going to do if by mid February, April they're they're, they're still struggling. He, we've seen it before. It doesn't get them out of danger. So, I expected him to go after the other night's results. You know, before the January window mm. gets gets going. But um, but we we will see. Uh, just going back, just to, so the, the scores as they stand in the prediction league. Uh, Steve, you're on seventy two. Uh, I'm on eighty seven, and Brad. He's on something else. We don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got 90 Belgian too, apparently. That's 90 <laughs> Belgian too. Couldn't resist. And they were... <laughs> that is... Um... <laughs> so, I think you've got North Macedonia in our Euro qualifying group as well. So that could be torn loyalties for you, Brad. <laughs> They're going to win the group, Chris. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, yet again, yet again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, I just want to mention, talk to you. I mean, over Christmas, Pelly passed away. Uh, I, I'm sort of old enough to remember him. I don't remember the 66. I remember the 70s. And for me, um, and I understand a lot of people not agreeing with me because they never saw Pele. Um, and I never saw him live, but obviously I saw him on the TV. Um, but, I mean, that Brazil team of the 70s, and Pele, he was the original GOAT, wasn't he? Oh, by by no means. He's, you know, um, this is a, a conversation I've my son quite a bit. If uh, Pele got the airtime that the modern-day players get now, he'd be four times the player that he was. In people's mm. eyes, um, you have to see the guy play, and um, to realise how good he was. Um, it's hard because my son says, "Would he be any good in in this era?" And I, I say it'd be three times as good because if you look at the conditions and the, the pitches and the way players are looked after now with modern science, you know, God knows how good he'd be. So um, you have to live through the generation. You have to see the player. And I think if we had the internet, mobile phones, Sky TV, when Pelé was about, you'd see how good Pelé was. But we only got to see so much because there wasn't so much coverage of him then. But no, you, you know, it's it's hard to convince the people I haven't seen him. So but I'd say he's, he's, he's the best player. But I'm a, I'm a good messy messy man as well. See, you know. But no, you, he he was there. He was a, he was the main man. He was the king of all. I mean, I, I, I mean, he was chopped down in them days, wasn't he, Brad? I mean, these days he'd actually probably uh, get a lot, I say, a lot more protection. But you know, <laughs> when you look at what people got away with against him, they, they probably wouldn't be able to get away with that these days. And I mean, I did a similar thing to you. 
you, you, you know, I asked your permission and they did a top 10 World Cup teams of all time. And for mm. me, I know, you, you know, you don't go this far back. For that Brazil side of the 70s and Pele and Jorginho, uh, just for me, I don't think it'll ever get bettered. No, I don't. I mean, obviously, I, I wasn't around in that area, but as a big football fan, I'm sure anybody that's got a glimpse of wanting to watch these world-class players that everybody knows and talks about, you, you've seen something about that Brazilian side. And, you know, to talking about greatest of all time, I think, I think you're right, Chris. I think, you know, it's so easy for people to kind of... And I know it's before, this was obviously before he died, but people used to argue, oh, well, Palace got a 1,000 goals, but he wouldn't get that in this year. Football's different. You know, you, you, you talk about no VAR back in this day, but that wasn't Pelly's fault. No offside. That wasn't, you know, Pelly just played the game as it was then. And I would argue that some of these players that fall over at the slightest breeze of a wind, they wouldn't handle any hard grafting tackling, would they, Steve? You know that. If there's someone wearing two foot on Neymar, he'd be out for six years because he couldn't handle the handle the pressure of a tackle these days, some of these players. So it works both ways. I, I think he's above and beyond the rest uh, in terms of go. You know, I, I think you kind of put him in that bracket with Maradona for the era of football they played and, and the way they changed the game and made it as well for the years. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I mean, uh, you that said to me, Stephen, what? I mean, when you look at the pitches that they used to play on and he was still that good. <laughs> he didn't know sometimes whether they're going to sort of, you know, play a game of football or we're going to see a mud wrestling competition. Has Steve gone? Can you hear me, Steve? I can hear you. Steve, Steve just seems in critical thought. Yes. Hello, Steve. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. <laughs> can you hear me now? <laughs> he was doing his thinker impersonation then. Um, I'm just saying, like, what he did on those pitches then, when you got, like, you know, he didn't know whether they were going to sort of do mud wrestling or play a game of football. That, that's it. And that's why, you know, um, the modern day supporter or player can't understand uh, how the oldies who've seen him play um, appreciate what he could do. Because, you know, you look at the pitches, you look at the conditions, you look at the, the hard men. Like you say, you know, he, he never got an easy game. Everybody wanted to whack him all the time. And, it's all these things you have to put up with. There's only one substitute. And, you know, it's there's a lot that goes into it. And like you said before, even if you, you look at the games you've got played this weekend, how many players or how many tackles or every time there's a tackle, it's a foul. And, it, you know, it's, it's getting beyond a joke now. Yeah. Whereas uh, you've only got to go back a few years ago when Sooners played. Man, he'd hammer Stuart Pearce, he'd hammer you know, everybody was, it was like the gladiators. You had to go out to win your battle before you started playing football. Yes. And uh, that's, that's what I miss. And I think that's what the modern game misses. Because I, I uh, you need it. some... Um, and I know you mentioned to me the other day, Brad, that um, it was surprising that, you know, we lose Colo Tori and we can get Colo Tori and they lose the first two games. Uh, make that three now because they lost to Hull mm. today. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, we, uh. we, we, we did question whether it was him had anything to do with the defence. So I'm not. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it, let's get. Should we do a few predictions, guys? It seems like a good idea. 
Um, yeah, we'll, we'll quickly we'll forget the Brentford Liverpool game because somebody didn't get it right, namely me. But fairness, <laughs> Brentford up to seventh, um, only now two points behind Liverpool. Uh, fair play to them. Leicester, as the table stands, are still in 13th. And I think that's only because everybody that's below us when we lose, so do they. Uh, but we'll move on to the second game. And, and I did get people's uh, predictions in early because I knew that that game, I didn't know if it was quite as early, but I thought it would be being played whilst we were on air. And Steve went for 1-0. Brad somehow went for a 3-1 and he's going to send me the lottery numbers over later. <laughs> and I went for 2-1 to Liverpool because I thought Liverpool would bounce back. But hey, shows what I know, doesn't it? They didn't have Wild Fez playing up front for them. That's what it was, Chris. They missed ah. the star striker. What What does that say? Uh, <laughs> stick with you. I mean, I'm not blaming. We've had this conversation, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it say about Liverpool in... And I'm not disrespecting any team here, but Leeds beat them. Nottingham Forest beat them. It took, it took home goals for them to beat us. Now Brentford have gone and beaten them. I mean, you know, everybody's saying, oh, Tottenham are having such a bad season. They want Levy out and what have you. Liverpool, by their standards, this is an awful season. Liverpool are closest to the relegation zone than they are Arsenal. They're 14 points away from the bottom three and they're 15 points off Arsenal. Yeah. We talk about David Moyes just literally earlier in the show saying, give him a couple of years. Well, how many years now has Klopp been at the job? Liverpool? Not discrediting what he's won or anything, but maybe sometimes you need a change of regime because it's just not working. I mean, they've got Andy Carroll Nunes, who missed the sitter again by all accounts. So maybe he's making the same mistakes that they did before. I, I mean... I don't know. I mean, is Klopp in danger? I mean, I speak to obviously, you know, a good friend of the channel, uh, Doug, from the Dugout Football Channel, and, you know, he, he won't hear anything said about Klopp. But yes, he's done amazingly for Liverpool in as much as he's won them things. But most of that came in one season and they haven't followed it up, um, Steve. Should, should they be possibly thinking time for a change? Well, like Brad said, I think uh, sometimes it's it's about change. It's about the players now. Um, they play under the clock now for these years, playing at the same system. Klopp's trying to change a few things. Are the players comfortable with it? Are the players happy doing it? And I think that's when um, the manager comes under the pressure because it's it's not the manager now. It's about the players and how they can adapt and how how they can move forward. And that's why you get to a point sometimes when the players are turned like, like Man United's out and saying, I'm not going to play for the manager anymore. And, uh, you know, once you, once you lose the dressing room, no matter how good a manager you are, you, you're going to struggle. And I think if Klopp carries on the way he's going, I think that that's the way it's going to be because you can see a lot of Liverpool players' faces on the pitch looking confused. We're still trying to do what they're doing. I think that's that's where they're, they're becoming unstuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David says Liverpool need midfielders. Gapco not going to change much. Um, Luke said Liverpool have been shocking this season. Age of that squad is catching up quicker than realised. I I just thought if, if what Top had done, Brad, at, like if he was at Man United with what he'd done, it'd be out, wouldn't he? 
Well, the yeah, fans would be managing him out. Yeah, it would have been. And and the thing is, it seems daft to say it because of what he's achieved at Liverpool and the things he's won. Um, but you don't want to burn out your reputation. You don't want to end it on a sour note. I mean, look at what Clough did at Longton Forest, but then ended it, ended up ultimately getting them relegated. Mm. It doesn't matter how good you are and what you've achieved in the past. If you can no longer change it up and keep with the change, because you've seen a lot of them. We've, I mean, Liverpool aren't the only ones, but they're the body of the limelight at the moment. But it's happening to other clubs that go a bit stale and keep to the same team and the same formation week in, week out. Teams aren't afraid to go to Anfield anymore. Mm. Fulham, Brentford, even us, we were unlucky, but even us. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not scared. That's a lot of the, the big clubs, can't you? Exactly. You know, yeah. Not yeah. Man United. But uh, uh well look the, to me the biggest game of the uh, of, of, of this week um is tomorrow night Arsenal hosting Newcastle United. Um I mean Steve, it, this and I know obviously your hatred of Arsenal. Uh, Newcastle, I did fall out with a fair few Newcastle fans because I think some of them are getting a little bit entitled, not all of them, but some of them are with their sort of attitude of Madison is coming. Uh, not so much that they want him, and I can understand them wanting him, but they're very much the like, why wouldn't he come? You're only Leicester sort of attitude, uh, sort of wound <laughs> me up a little bit. Uh, and Matty says here, according to Ed Aaron's. No idea who he is. Leicester are interested in Martin Dubrovka from Newcastle. The plot thickens with the Madison saga. I'll come to you in a second on that one, Brad. But Steve, this is I want I want Newcastle to do well. I think they will actually I predict them six, but I think they will get into the uh, Champions League places. Um, as you can see, the last last five games they've won every single well. They've, they've won them all apart from Leeds, and Leeds got a good result against them. Um, is this the end of the road for Arsenal? And when I say the end of the road, I mean, you know, are we going to finally see Arsenal lose? I don't think so, to be honest, because, like you say, my hatred of Arsenal um, goes back a long time. But the refreshing thing about it is that, you know, the stick that the managers have got, the players that they've got, they're starting to gel now and starting to play well. Mm. And uh, they're, they're earning their results where they didn't earn the results before. Newcastle, you know, I love Newcastle to bits after, after Leicester because you look at Newcastle and the owners came and you think, oh, they're going to spend mega money, they're going to buy big names. But they haven't. And the nice thing about Newcastle is that the players that were mediocre, not doing well, and you say we're not good enough for the now look like Premiership players because every one of the team now is lifting 100%. Starting to play as a team, work for each other, and I think that's what football's all about. I think by getting the team tight with not big names, that's the excitement of the not buying big names. But you say that's where you get your competition. That's where it becomes, you know, a problem at a lot of clubs. Uh, lightly, so it's yeah. just a lovely brush, 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 but Arsenal want to run, even if they badly, they're still getting the results, and that's that's the main thing that you know, like Leicester, like everybody else, when they go to the Premiership, that's the kind of run you need, uh, to fatigue. So, my hate of Arsenal still there, but you've got to really look at the market when they do it, they're making it interesting, they're the only consistent team you can talk for. 
And you know, long live it. Why they're making the uh, the season still alive? Yeah, I think your you, your sound is breaking up a little bit, Steve. Um, I don't know if it's the microphone, or whatever, but you are just breaking up a bit. But what what score prediction are you going for? I'm going to go for a one all draw. One all draw. You've just made somebody in the chat very happy. Um, Brad, I mean, Arsenal 1, Newcastle 3. And to my mind, you know, the fact that I'm sat here saying I'm really looking forward to this game, um, I'm going to be keeping half an eye on it, although I am watching, obviously, Leicester and doing a watch along for Leicester against Fulham. It's going. To, it should be <laughs> an amazing game, shouldn't it? It should be. All the... You know, things point towards a classic game of how both teams are doing this season, and you get you start to get the feeling that you think, Oh, yeah, we're only halfway into the season, and I think we're all expecting an Arsenal collapse because we're so accustomed to it. Um, but this honestly could be it for, for it. The Arsenal could actually win this game and actually be very just and smug about thinking about lifting a title at the end of the season because if they beat Newcastle. You see Man City dropping capable points. Liverpool are having a disaster in their eyes. If Newcastle get a draw with Leeds and lose this game, it's a stretch too far for me anyway. I've always thought that, regardless of how well they're doing. But Arsenal are going to start thinking, well, we can afford a bad run, actually, because we're so many points clear. If they get to that point, they're not going to lose it. Uh, so for me, just to keep the, the title race a bit interesting for a bit longer, I, I'm going to go for a Desmond on this one. I think it'll be a high-scoring draw. You're going for a two-two, and you'll look yes. very nice in it, sir. If you don't mind me saying, shows off. This fence is going to collapse because I'm going to join you guys on this fence. Um, and I'd got I'd got two two and one one. I couldn't decide which way to go. Um, can I just say? And I don't know if Luca's in or not. But when Luca came in after the Liverpool game, I said we should um, we should sell out phase straight away. I think that kind of really says more about the Liverpool fans than does about uh, about the Arsenal fans. Sorry, than it does about um, Liverpool fans. But you know how many of them now are still screaming for uh, for Arteta out. Probably still going to be one or two, I reckon, hidden away somewhere. They're just waiting for that first loss. And, ah, told you, told you. But the process is working. I am joining you. I'm going on the one-one draw for this one. So um, we've all we're all we're all going to knock that fence over here. Um, Scott's gone three-two to um, the Toon Army. Um, and like Brad said, it would make the uh, the, the, the race interesting. Uh, Shane has gone a two-two, agreeing with you, Brad. Uh, big Ant, um, big up, Big Ant, the Arsenal fan, of course. He's going for one-one. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I'm just going to say, I'm really looking forward to the game. Uh, Rico is in. Happy New Year to you as well, mate. And he has gone for a one-one draw. So we are now looking at, at Everton versus Brighton. Now, Everton are currently sat in 16th. Uh, Brighton are up into ninth. Um, Everton 
somehow got a, a point away at Manchester City. But before that, they lost to Wolves, they lost to Bournemouth, they obviously they lost to ourselves, and they drew with Fulham. Brighton, meanwhile, got got hammered by Arsenal, uh, but they hammered Southampton, but then who doesn't? They lost to Villa, uh, they beat Wolves 3-2 in a bit of a ding-dong battle, and they beat Chelsea, of course, if you remember that, that big 4-1 win. It could go either way, this one, Steve, couldn't it? I think it could have before the uh, result that Evers got at Man City. I think it's going to be a turning point for Everton. Not for a long run, but for um, a, a short run where they can gather some points. I think um, just by getting that result, he's going to carry on through the next three games. So I'm going to go... A 2 0 to Everton. Sorry, 2 0 to Everton. Yeah. It is at Everton, Brad. And um, they always say that, you know, that, that, that it is very noisy when you get to Everton. And of course, they struggled away from home last season, but couldn't seem to do anything wrong at home. Um, Brighton, a bit hit and miss. I know you're not Frank Lampard's biggest fan. Um, but I'm sure you won't let that affect your decision. But um, oh, no, of course not. How do you see it going? It's going to be an absolute thrashing. Brighton are going to win this comfortably because the only reason Man City gave Everton a charitable point is because how else are, how else are their owners supposed to celebrate the biggest legend their club's ever seen in front of Lampard? Got to give them a point, haven't you? Ex-Man City player. And of course, Man City think Man, some Man City fans only believe their club has existed since them days. So, give a legend a point, then he can go and get Everton back in danger trouble. Three 0 Brighton, mate. Three 0 Brighton. Wow. Yeah. Well, I uh, after agreeing with you two in an attempt to try and keep up, <laughs> you are doing better than me in the predictions. I'm going to break away from Steve in this one, and I'm going to have to agree with you, Brad. I've gone three one. To, uh, to 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 Brighton. Um, I mean, they didn't turn up against Arsenal, but I just think, I just think Everton, like you say, I just it's just going to be another season of struggle for them. Um, Brighton, see, they, you know, they, they're not mourning the loss of Potter. They're not missing him as much as I thought they might do, but um, they just kind of lost that. That you know momentum that they had, but I'm going to go three one to Brighton on this one. Um, Luke says um, the biggest game of the season. This is the Arsenal Newcastle. The message that sends out is worrying for the big six. Uh, massive statement indeed. Um, Rico's gone two one Everton. Unsurprisingly, Facebook user hello. Don't know who you are, but happy New Year to you. Uh, big Ant's gone three two to Brighton. Uh, Shane has gone uh, 3-0 to Brighton. Um, Luke has gone 3-1 to Brighton. And Scott, finally somebody agrees with you, Steve. Scott's coming there at the end for you and gone 1-0 to Everton. But the majority going with uh, with Brighton. I think the only thing we do know that it is going to be another season of struggle for, um, for, uh, for, for Everton. The big game of the weekend, um, of, of the week, I should say, sorry, tomorrow night. And it is Leicester. Well, it's not moved, has it? There we go. Leicester versus Fulham. Um, 
we I said just before we came live, you know, it come the break for the World Cup came at the wrong time for us. But then we played a team in Newcastle, Steve, that in that first half were outstanding. They it was, it was men against boys, and um, you could see why you know Newcastle fans are getting so so excited. Um, second half, everybody says Leicester came back into it. I think it was more a case of Newcastle took their their foot off the ta- uh, foot off the gas a little bit. Um, and Liverpool, we we should have come away with something from that one. We know. Um, can we get back to winning ways with this one, Steve? This one's all down to Brendan Rodgers, this one. Um, oh, God help us then. <laughs> you can't keep changing your tactics to suit who you're playing. I think that he's, he's doing that too much now. He's trying to, you know, look at the the opposition all the time and try and negatively try and stop them, whereas he's not finding out how good Leicester can be. Mm. What he needs to do is just let Leicester off the leashes and let them go for it because that's what Leicester is. A team that could be exploiting, going at people, but they only do it in short spurts. But when they do do it, they do it well. But like I say, it's all down to Brendan and what his mindset is for this game. All of them are playing well. Um, they're looking solid all over the over the pitch. So a match, but you've got to beat them. For, you know, you've got to beat them. Each player has to beat his opportunity. You can't beat some boy punching sideways and backwards. You have to attack. And if you see Leicester attack, then, you know, I'm going to go for Leicester 2-1. 2-1 to, two, two. Two, to Leicester. Um, Brad, Fulham, don't, I mean, I, I've got to be honest with you. I, I wrote my bit today for the BBC for tomorrow's Tuesday Talking Point. Do check it out, everybody, on the uh, BBC Leicester City page. Um Fulham surprised me. I thought they'd struggle, but uh, Mr. Silver has got them, well, the best of the three that have come up. Um, they were in eighth. I think they've gone uh, seventh. Sorry, I think they've gone down to eighth after Brentford's win tonight. Um, is, is this one that we have to win after and have the two results that we've had? I think so. Um, I think it's a game that you probably go with the greatest respect, this is a team that you should be beating at home. Um, I think it's one of them where if it was a Craven Cottage, you'd be like, okay, take a point. We know what they're like. But I think we just have to now. Um, and there's a bit more pressure on it because despite how well we played against Liverpool, it's two games after the World Cup break, two defeats. So we don't want to have that infamous start that we had at the start of the season. We need to get a win and a win quick. So... It all depends on Leicester with Steve. It depends which Leicester shows up. If they come out of the blocks, all guns firing and get themselves two goals ahead in the first 10 minutes, they'll, they'll walk all over for them. I think we have to approach that way. And if we approach that way, I think we'll win the game with a little bit of comfortable. Because I think if we win it 1-0, people will still be a little bit nervy. They'll be like, oh, that wasn't that pretty. We kind of needed a bit of a assurance that we've turned a corner since that Boxing Day debacle. Uh, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm going to go with my favourite scoreline this week. I'm going to go for 3-1. 3-1. Um, 
to Leicester. Okay. Um, yes, just, just to clarify to Leicester. Yeah. Yes. No, I would have been shocked if it hadn't been, and uh, I would have sacked you. But no. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that rumour about going in for Dubrovnik, um, I'm sorry, we... We have we have Danny Ward, and I'm sorry. Two again, two games do not make him a bad keeper because he he had the bad start. But that, you know, we're going to look at the defence is going to take a lot of blame for that as well. He then became equal top for clean sheets in the division before the World Cup. Um, he was beaten by two freak goals against Liverpool. That first one, you know, and the interesting thing is, uh, Steve. And it was a piece that was in The Athletic. And I know not everybody's obviously um, subscribed to The Athletic. But what Rob Tanner, and I respect Rob Tanner, but what he said is, is it a case that the defenders don't trust Danny Ward? So that if he shouts, that, you know, they, they don't trust him enough to, to let it through for him? I said to you, didn't I, before we came live, for me, I felt it was a case of maybe he was already committed to it about phase and could he, you know, could he not have pulled out? Well, we sat uh, on the settee, me and the family, we were watching it, you know, on uh, on the TV. And you did hear the uh, board shout keepers well before he even went, attempted the ball. I think it's just one of those moments where he's too wrapped up in the game and I'm trying to get this ball and I'm going to clear it. Uh, his body language was all wrong. He shouldn't have even gone for it. And I think if you watch the the replays and that, there was no no need to have gone for it. But I just think it's one of those things where you you know you're playing in Liverpool, the crowd noise and whatever. He got he, he got carried away, and I'm sorry for Ward because there was a lot of comments saying at him. But you could even on the BBC on match day, you can clearly hear him shout keepers way before he went for the ball. So you know I, I, I can't blame him at all on the ball. Yeah, we we discussed it, didn't we, Brad? And I don't know whether it's I suppose it's ungentlemanly conduct for uh, a, a, an opposition player to shout shout it out. But one thing we've liked, about, well, I've liked certainly, and I believe you have as well about what um, about Faze is that he's a no nonsense defender. Yeah. He's not. He, his first thought is, I need to get rid of the ball, and he will boot it in Rosehead just as much as look for somebody to pass to if he thinks that's what is needed. And it's great to have that sort of defender back. And we have seen now that is what I love about him. And for me, I think his thought was, I've got this. Because there's no way... If you you gave him 100 chances, he wouldn't be able to do that again. So I think, for me, he thought, I've got this. And I know he shouted for it, but I can clear it. Um, yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry, Chris. I was saying. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, our back, our back three we used to have in the uh, late nineties and two thousands was made up of three no nonsense defenders, lots of Walsh, Taggart, and and Matt Elliott. So, you know, we've we've always cried out for a no nonsense defender. And what we have to remember when we're watching us at home is nowadays you've got mics and the cameras all in the nets, you've got them on the side of the pitches, you've got the the mic things where all the photographers are picking everything up. So while we can hear the shouts of, you know, keepers, when you're sat in the stands watching the game and you're fixated on the ball, you might hear a shout, but you're not heard exactly what it is they've said. And like you said, if you if your defensive mindset, as he is, is I'm dealing with it, 
and then I'll I'll go with it after that. If I if, if you know I'll, I'll just get it out of play. I can deal with it afterwards. I can do whatever. I can focus when I've got the ball at my feet. Then there's nothing you can do about it. It was two free carrying goals, and whether he shouted loud enough for him to hear or not, I actually think he's either here or there. I think it's just the zone you're in. He's yeah. concentrating on the ball. He's trying to cut it out. And Rogers, and as as and maybe it's just his own instincts has taught him. If in doubt, kick it out, and that's exactly what he just tried to do. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Uh, looking at this, um, it is almost a, a must win. Uh, and Scott says there uh, is it's, it's a must not lose. But I don't think a draw is is we we are dangerously close to that that winner. We're three points. Off Nottingham Forest. Yes, you know, you're looking at it, think, well, we're 13th, you know, we're mid table, but we're only, we're literally only three points off the relegation zone. Um, okay, our goal difference is, is not as bad as Nottingham Forest's, but uh, by a long chalk, um, or, or for that matter, Wolves of Southampton. But we've got to start winning games and we've got to, it is a, it is a must not lose. And I've agreed with you, Steve. I have gone for 2 1 to, to, to Leicester. On this one, um, let's have a look what people are saying. Uh, Luke has gone Leicester one, Fulham one. Uh, Rico's gone two nil to Fulham. Used to like you, mate. <laughs> Scott's gone three nil to Fulham. Scott, have faith in the boys. Keep the faith. Uh, Shane has gone two one to Leicester. Like that man. Always said he was a nice man. Um, Luke says, hate to say it, Liverpool, you should have won. They created nothing, just got four. Well, yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Uh, and Anthony says, Leicester 2, Fulham 1. Leicester will bounce back. It is a game we need to, to to bounce back from, having had two sort of, what you know, on paper were tough games. Um, OK, so the next one, Steve. Manchester United hosting Bournemouth. Bournemouth, who have got the new owners in. Um, Manchester United, who are hoping to get new owners in, struggled, but they got past a you know a, a Wolves side one nil. Uh, sorry, Luke, but they beat Forest to three nil, beat Fulham two one. They did lose, of course, to, to Villa, as we remember before the World Cup, when uh, they beat West Ham one nil. I'm surprised how well Man United are doing because they're in the middle of a rebuild. Uh, but I think the best thing that could have happened to them is the fact that uh, Ronaldo's buggered off. I think that's the main thing that's coming out of Man United now and I think you can see it with the players and the manager. Um, was he right or was he wrong by leaving um, Rashford out for being late? I think he was right. I think that he's stamping his authority now, and you can see the players are starting to um, starting to do do things for him. Whereas, or and I have been criticising Man United a lot about it is where they have been playing as all individuals. You can see now that they're starting to get a pattern of play, and I think as time goes on, Man United will get back into the routine they were before. And if they stop buying name players, start buying team players. I think Man United will come back uh, as strong as they used to be. But I think once the manager gets under the table and everybody starts to take on, it's going to be exactly the same as Arsenal. Uh, they're going to get on a run and 
you know, you see Man United playing out Man United used to play. So purely from that, and you know, I think Bournemouth's going to take him time to get back to the feet. But I think Man United win this three 0 Three nil. Bournemouth, Brad. I mean, they started off well. Um, they had obviously the the massive Liverpool, and that's going to stick with them all season. Um, they've got new, the new owners in, um, but you know they have slipped down. They're they're fifteenth now. Um, they need to start winning again because they've got to be start be looking over their shoulders. Um, they made the, the the you know the the temporary manager, the full manager. Only time will tell whether that was the right decision or not. Um, but if you were Bournemouth fans, you, you're going to be worried, aren't you, at the moment? I, I think you are, uh, especially because you're probably hoping, uh, especially the owners, will probably be hoping, get the season out of the way, we can assess if the guy we've given the job to is the right man for the job, and, 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 and then if not, we can make the decision from there. And they're kind of probably... Hedging the bets, I did. I said to you, didn't I? It was very strange how long it took them to give him the job full time. Um, and then you look at their results, they're probably hoping that they kind of just do what they did against Everton, as you see there, and pick up the results. But you know, the 4 3 loss to Leeds, as good as the game as that was to watch, you know, and then the 2 0 defeat to Crystal Palace, they're the games they can't afford to drop points. And unfortunately for them, they're playing a Man City, Man United, sorry, which is less fortunate than playing Man City, but still unfortunate because they seem to have a new lease of life, don't they? Um, yeah. In terms of the whole Ronaldo debacle and and whatnot. And unfortunately for the Cherries fans, maybe watching this back, I don't think it's going to get any easier. I'm going the same as Steve, exactly the same. I'm going three 0 Man United. Okay, well, I, I'm going to make it a full house. I've gone 2-0 to Manchester United, just to be slightly different. Um, I think Bournemouth, I think they have the, I think it's like a lot of Premier League, uh, Championship teams when they come up, you know, they do have the good start, but sometimes, you know, it, you, you can see, it, you know, second half of the season, it, it starts to go wrong. Down to 15th, like I say, 16 points, only two points above the bottom three, uh, and they've got a minus 18 goal difference, which is still not as bad as as as, as Forrest, sorry, Luke, but um, they have only won, I say, that one game in the last um six. So I can't I can't see I mean Man United, I don't think that I don't think it'll be easy for them because they are in the middle of this rebuild, but the fact that it's at Man United. I think that they will they will get the win. Uh, Scott says, um, in fairness, Chris, I'm hoping for Steve special by using first psychology with the rest of the prediction. Um, have a look what everybody's predicting here. Um, Luke has said, can't see you going down. There's three clubs worse: Southampton, West Ham, and Wolves. Yeah, bunny, you've gone for three there and not four, Luke. Um, <laughs> we'll find out in a minute with your game. Uh, Anthony, uh, Man United won, Bournemouth won. Uh, they're playing Luke Shaw at centre-back. I know, but they aren't now. Well, they're only playing Bournemouth, but uh, Man United 2-0 win. He's agreeing with me, Scott. Maybe I should change it then. Uh, Shane's gone 3-0 Man United. He's agreeing with you two lads. 
and the true red Luke has gone 2-0 to Manchester United. Um, now, Nottingham Forest taking on Southampton. Uh, relegation six-pointer this early in the season, Steve? Um, I think, to be honest, what's saving all the bottom... Well, there's eight or nine teams that are in the bottom at the moment, where there's only three or four points between quite a few teams. I think a few more games down the line, and if it starts to stretch, then you don't worry. But I think it's there for everybody at the moment, because the way... Uh, the clubs are playing. Forest, they they got a result against Chelsea. Lovely the kickstart they need. If they can get another result off the back of that, then you might see things change for them. Um, the, the way the bottom half of the table is at the moment, I, I think it'll be a one-one draw. One-one draw. Um, Brad, are we looking at two relegated teams here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, you wanted that. So you actually wanted a long answer. Yeah, it, oh, it's, it's, that's my moment. No, I was expecting a long answer. To be I, I know, right? New year, new me. No, I'm only kidding. You'll still get a paragraph from me. Um, no, um, all seriousness aside, though, Southampton, I know Luke's in the chat, but this really is shite playing shite right now, isn't it, in terms of their form? I know a great result for Nottingham Forest against Chelsea, but you, know, but you look at their results, Chris. I mean, what, hammering against United, a hammering against Brighton, Liverpool, who, you know, got a win there, Crystal Palace, all right, they got a a win for Forest, but the results have been dreadful most of the season. I mean, Luke still bangs on about their open top must pray they had a bit of beatings in the cup last year. So it shows you how how bad he's been looking for results this season. He hasn't um, mentioned that they've beaten Liverpool yet, and we are. Oh, no, I no, I, I was watching. I was watching the. Uh, I was watching Dan do his barely watch long, and he had to bring it up and out. So I thought I'd save him for tonight to bring it back up while we're doing it. But no, honestly. I mean, I don't think we've got one right this season, so I'm cue me jinxing it. But this generally has all the fucking smells and makings of a ball draw last on match of the day. Nil-nil for me, Chris. They'll be too scared to lose at both teams, I think, given their form. Luke, Luke, Luke. Brad there. I'll give you his address afterwards, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) But Luke, look. You know what I, I, I say about Forrest? And it, it, I love having Forrest back because we've got some. Yeah, I know, you know, Forrest fans will go, well, you know, Derby's our main one and what have you. But at the moment in the Premier League, we are your main rivals, more so than Villa or Wolves, just as you are ours. And it's, it's great to have that rivalry back. And to aside, whether Nottingham Forest stay up or not will depend on matches like these. To me, Chelsea wasn't a surprise because I think Chelsea, I think they made a mistake getting uh, Potter in. Uh, the magic's gone off, you know, gone off him a little bit. Um, no pun intended. He, he, he's, he's struggling whether he'll get the time or not. With I don't know. That's another. That's another match though. Yes, they lost to Man United, but they beat Palace, which is not an, an easy feat. You know, they beat. Um, they drew with Brentford two two, which maybe they should have won that. Uh, but that you know, it was a good point for them. And I right, Arsenal beat them. <laughs> we know that feeling, don't we? You know, five <laughs> nil. We 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 were there. Um, but yeah, th- this is 
if no if Nottingham Forest and they said Northampton then if Nottingham Forest don't win this they are in the big brown doo-doos uh, I'm sorry Luke because this that's said these are the games that will decide whether you just stay up or you just go down a draw's not good enough for either of you but Southampton are just so bad you know they've not had that new manager bounce yet and I don't think they're going to get one I think, you know, I think their uh, space hopper is deflating and they are <laughs> unbounceable. Um, their bounceability is zero. But I'm going to go for Forrest, I'm afraid, on this one. I think Forrest will get the points. And I'm going to go Wolf Southampton score. Um, they do seem to get the odd goal. The last four games have managed to get... I'm going to go 2-1 to Forrest. And yes, I know. Sorry, guys. I know it's Forest, and I'm Leicester, and you'll no doubt remind me if uh, Southampton beat them. But like I say, if <laughs> if Forest, oh, Brad, if Forest, as I say, don't win games like this, then you know it's good night Vienna. As you know, as far as I'm concerned, they have to win it. Talking about must win games, I got, I got a jingle when I uh, I got a jingle when I said. Hello. Well, I got weeks. Of, we got weeks of torture and slander and slaters from this one, so we'll remember it for forever and a day, won't we? Steve, when this goes wrong for it. So you want you you want you want well, to well, jingle? You? you want to jingle? Well, I'll you jingle didn't mention that, did you? Did you? No. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. Look. Um, we talked. We talked about David Moyes before. Uh, surely this is a must-win game against Leeds. I mean, we've just seen one relegation battle. Welcome to the next one, because um, you've got a team that are in fourteenth against a team that are in seventeenth. Leeds. Well, we thought they were going to go straight down. Um, I think I predicted them to come bottom, um, and then they went on from beat Liverpool and went on a bit of a run. And Jesse March was going to be the new, the new England manager. Uh, <laughs> Shine's kind of worn off that a little bit, and they're back down not necessarily where they belong, but back down where they where they, they used to be in West Ham. Like I said, doing a bit of a Leicester, I've uh, done a couple of good seasons. Um, this is going to be a tight one, I think, Steve. Um, the worrying thing for Moyes is, um, he'd be one to be playing the top clubs, the top six clubs, because. If he loses those games, then the pressure's not so bad because he's expected to lose. Mm. But uh, games like your Leeds, where you're in this position in this run, you wouldn't want to play because if Leeds do get a result, then you know, it's, it's more pressure on him. So I'm yeah, thinking so that he'd be happier if he was playing uh, a top six team. But there again, it, it's, it's what Leeds team turns into. You know, we we, uh, we say a lot of the bad things about these, but they they still grind away. They get, but it depends what lead team turns up. They're all there for hiding, or they're going to win games. And I think it's going to be one of these where it's going to be stubborn. Um, if West Ham don't take the game, to lead, then they'll be in trouble. Um, see, still see winning this one now. And so I was bringing the chats up then. What what was this prediction, Steve? Sorry, one nil to Leeds. One nil to Leeds. Is this 
Moise's last chance saloon, uh, Brad? Honestly, I think it could be. I think this is the game. You normally see, funny enough, uh, a fixture like this when you've got a team that's not doing the greatest like Leeds and you're playing a team like West Ham and you think, God, if we lose to Leeds, he's got to go. He's got to go. There's no way we can back him for that. And I think that's what maybe some West Ham fans, it sounds like, would be hoping for in a weird way. Um I know we had that period under a certain Powell where we were apoplectic, but he didn't get the sack after certain results. Um, but it needs to happen. As much as we've sat here and discussed, give managers time, let him ride the wave because, you know, like us, they've had a few surprisingly good seasons. In terms of higher than they possibly even expected, unless not 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 necessarily the jump from seventeenth to to Europe. Um, but yeah, I think they could lose this game and nothing suggests that they won't. I hate to say it because you know my opinions on Jesse Marsh. Not so much leads the club than the manager. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll give it the old Steve tried and tested message. If I go for Leeds to win, hopefully it means West Ham will win and I can go back to calling it Soccer Ball FC again. Uh, so I'm going to go with that knowledge and go 2-0 Leeds. Well, and apologies uh, that I didn't read out the the, um, the chats, Nottingham Forest results, which was why I was putting them up as we were talking there. I got put off, Luke. I do apologise. Uh, insisting on me playing myself a jingle. That put me off reading. I blame everybody. I blame Steve. I blame Steve. He's big enough. He can take it. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, West Ham... This is where Moyes found them, you know, when he took them over. This was where West Ham were. Uh, he managed to keep them up. Uh, they then got rid of him. Then he came back and did exactly the same thing, but they stuck with him. He's then had an amazing two seasons. And we know what it's like because Leicester fans, a lot, you know, there's a lot of Leicester fans that are saying, like, well, that's where we should be because we happen to be there for two seasons. The thing with West Ham is when you look at their last five games, They've scored two goals. And both mm. of those were in losses. You know, if you look, <coughs> excuse me, they lost to Crystal Palace and they scored. They lost to Arsenal and they scored. But they couldn't score against what is a rebuilding Man United. Uh, they couldn't score against us. And let's be honest with you, they normally do. <laughs> you know, it's a, usually, you know, it's a, a few points gift wrap from us and they couldn't do that. Um and, you know, they couldn't do it against Brentford um, the other night. So, I think West Ham are in big trouble. Whether that is to be Moyes that's going to guide them away from that, I don't know. But I was originally going to go 2-1 because um, to Leeds, but I can't see West Ham scoring looking at that. So, I've got to... Can I, um, sorry to interrupt, Chris. Can I just throw thing, one thing at you? You can, as long as he's not going to hurt me, yes. Do you think the ground's got anything to do with it? Because, you know, the pitch situation where the crowds seem to be far away from... Because, you know, you go back to um, West Ham playing in a, a little ground where it was tight yeah. and the atmosphere was good. You know, I've, I've not been to uh, West Ham in the ground, but do you think that's that's part of it? For me, and I I went to see Abba Voyage, as you know, before Christmas, and that's directly opposite... Um, West Ham's uh, new ground, um, which seemed to be in the middle of nowhere. 
you know, it, it wasn't particularly in the built-up area that I could see because it's obviously in the old Olympic um, park and what have you. I think professional footballers should be able to play their game, whether it's on a pub pitch on a Sunday morning or, you know, in in Wembley, they should be able to play. And, you know, the, it might affect the fans because they might feel far away. Um but they're probably still closer than the away fans at Newcastle. They're about seven flights up. But I just, for me, they, they should be able to play, should they not, Brad? I mean, they should be. Um, shouldn't really matter too much. I know, I know, I know. We say the twelfth man, but with with a bigger stadium comes a bigger echo. I know, the, you know, Upton Park was infamous. It was close. You know the you know the seats were practically on the on the throwing sections of the ground and that, but they've been there long enough now. They've had a chance to settle, and you and and you've seen what they can do on a European night. It sounds terrific there. You know we have to endlessly watch them go a lot further than us in the competition. Well, no, actually, the same distance, wasn't it? Um, but in a in a higher tier competition, should I say then? But they can make the noise. I just think they're having a bad season, and maybe, unfortunately, maybe you know Moyes is going through that same sort of period where he's kind of like, right, with Maisie well, managing them. <laughs> I know, right? Well, they probably do better. To be fair, yeah. they do better than what they're doing. But yeah, I don't think the stadium has anything to do it now. I know it concerned West Ham fans at first. There was a big talking point about not moving, but. I can't. You just can't use that as an excuse now. They've been there a few, a fair few seasons. I know. I know. Tottenham tried to use that excuse, didn't they, Steve? When they were at Wembley, while their stadium was being built. But uh, I, I just think, like you know, um, Brad makes the point that you know they have been there now a, a, a few a few years, and they should be used to it. And I just think they should be able to play. That said. Look at Leicester. You know, Leicester is saying, well, you know, we need to have a singing section. You know, we need to have that, you know, where everybody's together and, and singing. Again, you know, <laughs> players still were able to play during COVID when there was no fans in there. So... Mm. I, think it's your style, I think it's your style of play that creates your atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to watching, you know, when... I was slagging England off and the, the cameras kept going on the England uh, fans where they're just standing there like, you know, zombies because of the way uh, England play. Mm. I think that's, I think the team dictates the fans' atmosphere and yes. um, how they are. So that's my, that's my view on that. Yeah. Scott has gone for West Ham. He says they will come good in this game 2-0. Uh, Luke's gone uh, 3-0 to Leeds. Shane has gone 2-1 to West Ham. Um, next one, another one of um, uh, Brad's favourite teams uh, in Aston Villa, uh, taking on Wolves. Um, a good victory for them the other day. Steve, and you, you would be very, very happy with that result. Is this the turnaround for Villa? Um. I wouldn't say turnaround because they've been trying to play that way for the last few weeks. So it was a good result for them, a cracking result. Um, Wolves, oh, Wolves are struggling. I can't see Wolves scoring from anywhere on the pitch at the moment. Um, I can't see them getting any goals. 
But Villa, Villa have picked it up. You know, uh, the result's going to carry on. And I don't think Wolves are playing well enough to stop Villa at the moment. So I'm going easily 2 0 to Villa. Wolves down. I know, well, not, you know, they've still got a fair few games to go, Brad, but, you know, the new manager has come in and doesn't seem to be making an awful lot of difference. No, and unfortunately, I think the damage was done before they got him in. Um, Wolves have had been, been quite unfortunate with some horrific long-term injuries to key players. Um, they've made some bizarre signings that haven't worked out. I mean, they spent 40 million on that 19 year old that I think they're trying to loan out over January or even sell. Uh, as much as I love the Diego Costa banter bus, it's clearly not worked for them at all. Um, and I think maybe we're at that point where we look at Wolves and think they might need a reset in the championship, clear some players off the wage bill that won't want to play championship football. Mm. And maybe come back up after two, a season or two in the championship because, as as much as I tongue in cheek to you here, Luke, as much as I'd love to say Nottingham Forest are going to be the first club to get the R next name, um, I think Wolves are all but damn providing a miracle turnaround because they just don't look like winning games. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing what happens when you give a competent manager a job over a manager that's managing the Scottish Farmers League for like 12 months. You know, you bring in. Mr. Good evening over uh, someone who barely retired three years ago from playing the sport, let alone getting his badges, and mm. suddenly they can win games. Yes, yes their results, you could say, all oh, right, they got beat by Newcastle, but they're third in the Premiership. Who isn't right now? And, you know, they were unlucky and fortunate against Liverpool, like itself, but they're doing well. He's He's got them doing what they want to do with the players who got capable of it. And I, I can't say anything other than the Villa win. And I'm going to go, uh, do I even see Wolves scoring? No, I don't. I'm going to go Villa. I'm going to go Villa 4 0. You know, I think it's going to be a bad afternoon for Wolves. Now, interestingly, I spent New Year's Eve with a Rangers fan. Oh, you um, poor soul. I know. <laughs> I know. And I think I may have mentioned a few times about the lack of. Uh, uh, the lack of skill in, in, in the Scottish game, uh, while he was bemoaning the fact that they've now got VAR. Um, and I did say to him, I said, like, would you have taken Gerard back? And he he did not even blink, and he said no. And apparently, although it appeared to be Stephen Gerard that was having all the success, and I forget the guy's name, but his assistant manager was the guy who was pulling the strings, the mm. guy that was making the decisions, was doing the training. And it was almost like Gerard was just like, you know, the face of the club, if you like. And as soon as Gerard went to Villa without his assistant manager, he proved that he couldn't do it on his own. So I was very surprised. It wasn't the answer I was expecting, but it was a, it was an honest answer and an honest appraisal. And, you know, he said, no, he wouldn't have him back at all in any form. So, Stephen, get that P45 <laughs> ironed out. Um, so, Steve, you've gone 2-0. Brad, you've gone 4. I've gone 3. I went straight down the middle of the pair of you, and I've gone 3-0. Um, I mean, when you come to think, the main striker is Diego Costa. 
and maybe maybe they should have gone for a Starbucks instead. Wow, wow, wow. So I just don't think. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I just. Yeah, I, I can't see Wolves getting anything. I think for me, at the moment, it looks like it's going to be Southampton and Wolves, and then one from another two or three, probably. But yeah, Wolves going down for me. Shane has got it as a Villa uh, and Wolves 1-1, though. Luke has gone Villa 1, Wolves 0. And Scott has gone 1-1 as well. Interesting. Interesting. Now, I, I, dare, I don't know if I dare ask um, uh, uh, <laughs> Steve on this one because he's obviously currently the expert on Spurs results. Um, away <laughs> at Crystal Palace this time. There's unrest among the fans. They want Levy out. Um, uh, I can't even think of the manager's name. Conte. I wanted to say Costner again. Conte is bemoaning um, is is lot at the moment. Not a happy place, Spurs. Steve. He's great, mate. Absolutely great. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that still gets up my back. And I don't know if people will agree with me or not. Is that that's the cheek of the Tottenham players on the pitch when a decision goes against them? There's eight players around the referee in his face all the time, right or wrong. They cannot accept a decision, and the decisions are always right, but they still argue the dingabob over it. And um, I just absolutely love it. I just absolutely love it because. That's the hatred of them because that's that's the way they are, and they always think they're a top six team without even have to try for it. So I'm going to go gladly with a three nil Palace win. Three nil Palace. Whoa! Um, I would put put me down for a three nil as well because you know what you're talking about when it comes <laughs> to Spurs at the moment. Brad, I mean Spurs eighth, Palace eleventh. Uh, Palace beat Bournemouth, lost to Fulham, lost to Forest, uh, managed to beat West Ham, beat Southampton, Spurs, lost to Villa, had to come back from behind uh, against uh, Brentford, had to come back from behind against Leeds, lost to Liverpool, had to come back from behind against Bournemouth. Um, basically, Crystal Palace get a goal, stick 11 men behind the ball. Yeah, uh, they do, and they've been good at that for years. And I, I suppose they've brought the, the the way they try and go about football's definitely improved on the Vieira. Unfortunately, I think even Vieira, the maestro that he was on the pitch and the job he's done since going there, has figured out that Crystal Palace are just that stale, boring mid-table team. Because you look at their results, it's the most hokey cokey results you could have there, isn't it? They win, they lose, they're in, they're out, they're up, they're down. They're, they're, yeah. they're shaking it all about in about 12th every year. And this probably depends more on how Crystal Palace play than it does Spurs, because Spurs are just ridiculously bad. I mean, you look at their form and you think, how are they still in the top eight? You just think it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but then we've, we've experienced it, haven't we? Lads, with Leicester, we, we kind of didn't win for seven or eight games. Of people saying, How are we still where we are? Um, 
Oh, the problem is, I don't know if it's just the way the bias has been shoved down our throats towards these Spurs and Arsenal's and that over the years. You just feel like that they're going to get the result that makes everybody goes, ah, oh, well, it couldn't last forever. Spurs got to win. Oh, every part of me wants to go and say that Crystal Palace are going to win it. Uh, uh, 2-1 Crystal Palace. Fine, I'll stick with my gut. I was going to go for another Desmond, but I just want to keep Steve happy. I'm <laughs> honest <laughs> <laughs> with you. I thought you were going to the toilet then. I thought you were coming oh, live. Wow. It was hard to make. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, is he? It would have been easier to squeeze out than it was to make a prediction inside, <laughs> didn't it? Um, I have gone exactly the same as you, Brad. I'm fed up with backing Spurs and I'm letting me down all the time because I keep saying, ah, oh, they win one, lose one. And the, the, I've got to go for a Palace win on this. I think Tottenham are in deep doobies. Um, and uh, I think this could be a shock. If it was at Tottenham, who knows? But it's away at Palace. Um yeah, and I, I, I'd like to see them lose. So I've gone to one as well. Uh, let's see. I think a lot of people have gone for Palace. Uh, Mike is in. So happy New Year, Mike. Hope you are well. Just uh, say what I drank. I actually woke up the next morning very, very okay. Well, morning's very loose, shall we say. <laughs> it's kind of mid-afternoon. But, you know, what's a few hours between friends? Um Shane has gone for a Palace 3-1. Scott has gone 2-0 to Palace. Uh, Mike has gone 2-1 to Palace. Uh, True has won, gone 1-0 to Palace. Um, Mike says Palace, Palace are boring and they will... Will they ever win Summit? <laughs> probably not, they're probably just going to be that team that all, is always there and just gives us a shock result every now and again. And let's hope this week, this week is no different. Um, the last game, Chelsea versus Manchester City. This, for me, is probably one of the hardest ones to predict because Chelsea are just so meh under. I just can't understand them getting rid of, still can't understand them getting rid of Tuchel and bringing um, Potter in. I think it was a, very much a statement from the new owners that um, we... Uh, we're going to stay go British. Uh, but I think it was a kick in the teeth for Tuchel who had kept the, the club going. Um, Manchester City, I, I, I can't believe, you know, that, the, you know, they've got, they've got a striker like Haaland that just, you know, hits his bum and it goes in. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this one to you again, Steve. How do you see this one working out? Well, these, these are the games that Man City love to play. Um, Chelsea only play one way. Um, they're very, very predictable. And I think it suits Man City down to the ground. Um, they're not, they're not going to go at Man City like other clubs that are trying to go at Man City. They're going to try and play football, which is going to suit Man City. And like you say, everything Man City does, uh, they end up getting a goal off it. So... I'm going to go for 3-1 Man City. 3-1 Man City. Okay. Brad, do you want me to go and then come back to you in a second? Yeah, yeah. I'm just nipping downstairs, mate, because my nan's going to bed, so I have to move my location. No, that is fine. Um, I, I've got to agree with you. I mean, Chelsea, when you look at it, they 
no disrespect, Luke, but they, you know, they should have got past the Nottingham Forest side. They didn't. Nottingham Forest got past, you know, got the point. Uh, Bournemouth, they beat them 2-0, but they lost to Newcastle. They lost to Arsenal. Um, and they, they again had that big loss to Brighton. And it seems to me that when, like you say, when they come up against the big teams, you know, no disrespect to everybody else, like Newcastle and, and Arsenal, they, they lose. Um, Man City should have beaten Everton, um, but you know they they did they did beat Leeds, uh, Brentford. Well, Brentford are just uh, surprising everybody occasionally, but they did beat Fulham, and of course they did scrape past us one nil. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I'm actually going to go one nil to uh, Manchester City. Uh, for me, and he's back with his ear muffs. Uh, oh, I've written that under you, Brad. Sorry, because I've gone second. One nil for me to Manchester City. Um, Brad, how do you see this one? I have a question for you both. What happens when you sack a manager that wins your Champions Leagues and gets you in Europe every time you and you replace it with a man who's lost his magic wand? You, you get the within about nine months, I think. Yeah. And you know what? Chelsea are just a rich man's Watford. And I can honestly, you know, you know, we've talked about probably logical in terms of disastrous position form in the idea that Moyes could lose his job if they lose to Leeds. I think the American Yankee doodle that he is will pull the plug on Potter. I think this will be the nail in the coffin. Because it's all gone peak tongue for him since he made the jump. We talked about it when we heard it. I know me and you probably did some show on it at some point, um, talking about it when we, we heard it was in the mill and when it happened. And we thought maybe this is his chance. He's taken it to prove himself. Clearly, he's out of his depth. Um, Potter. And I think it's going to be the nail on the head, Chris. I think you're right. I think Man City um, will win this. And I, I don't think it will be a big score. I think you're right. It'll be a closer scoreline. But I think it will be terribly one-sided in terms of who controls the game. And I'm going to... I'm going to go 2-0 to Man City, but I, I bold prediction, within 24 hours after the defeat, Graham Potter will be unemployed. Ooh. I'm going to put GPS there for Graham Potter sacked. There uh, you go. Yes. And if, if it is 2-0, I will be pissed off because I so clearly nearly went for that, but ended up going for 1-0. <laughs> so, gentlemen, there we go. Thank you very much. So, uh, I haven't been writing them down because I've done it slightly differently this week in having the, the, the facts up there. Uh, so, Brentford, we won't mention that. Uh, we all went... Is somebody in the toilet? It sounds like a toilet flushing. Uh, sorry, it might be my, might be my <laughs> earphones because I'm going to do it the way I'm doing it. <laughs> I know I did talk to you just now about forcing one out, but he could have dragged it out while you went. You can't mention so many shit teams, it just happened naturally, mate. <laughs> Sorry, I won't mention Forest again. Anyway, uh, we all went for a Forest draw. Uh, sorry, an Arsenal draw against Newcastle. Um, Everton... <laughs> It's not that noise. Is it now? Does it sound like a toilet flushing, Steve? Can we, can we see a, a waste below picture? <laughs> Do we really want to see a waste below picture? Nobody wants to see a below the waste picture. Ask the women. 
<laughs> Scott got thrown out again with all this toilet talk. <laughs> Sorry, it is just my toilet humour. I know it's a bit shit. Uh, Scott oh. went to Man City 2. Shane went 2 0 Man City. Luke went 2 0 Man City. Um, Mike says Chelsea were poor, unfortunate to get the draw. Man City 4, Chelsea 1. Um, and he said, well, he said Potter could well be gone in the next three or four games. And Luke is having a laugh at, uh, at Brad on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> there, was, there was no noise before, only since you've moved. Uh, <laughs> Are you trying to click out the middle man, mate? So you can just no, see. but I can't confirm. I can't confirm that if I am taking a shit, there's people on the streets behind me that can probably see me. So I know that. Particularly Right. So like I said, we all went for a draw. Everton to win, said Steve. Uh, myself and Brad said Brighton would win it. Leicester Fulham, we all, we all it's just because there's traffic in the background and I can hear it now myself. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, we all went for Man United to beat Bournemouth. Um, Brad went for a draw between Southampton and Forest. Um, Southampton, and as did indeed Steve, I can't remember what I went for. Leeds West Ham, we all went for a Leeds win. Um, we all went for an Aston Villa to beat Wolves. We all went for Crystal Palace to beat Tottenham. And we all went for Manchester City to beat Crystal Palace. So, harmony in the camp, guys. Harmony in the camp. <laughs> Mike yeah, says, uh, hope you get better soon, Brad. <laughs> well, it's good timing as you say that because apparently next week it is Diarrhea Awareness Week. probably been out and you didn't know that, but it is Diarrhea Awareness Week next week. Apparently, uh, it will be running all week. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Yes, sorry, I had to. Uh, I had to get that one in. Um, yeah. Scott's sorry. off. Thank you very much, Scott. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you will, Luke. I'm sure you will. Just reminding me what I what I did go for for Nottingham Forest. Um, well, you went for a Leicester win, so we just kind of balanced it out. Right, gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, it has been a pleasure and a laugh as always. A few surprises, if if not, you know. Brad coming live from the uh, from the water closet. <laughs> don't say we don't bring all the action on this channel. Yeah, it's all just toilet humour, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it is. It <laughs> is. Apparently, he is getting. Brad is sponsored by Kleenex now. <laughs> That's for a different reason. And he's feeling flushed as well now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> let's get talking not about toilet, but let's start talking about your tops again. Show it off. Oh, yes. seven. There we go, mate. Oh, it's wrong arm. That's it. There we go. There we go. That's a, that is a nice one. That's gold on. Oops. Let me add you back gold in. There we go. Black. Gold on black. That looks very, very smart, sir. And that will be coming out by the end of the month, and we will be letting you know how um, you can get hold of those. And I will send you my email address over, mate, so you can send me uh, some graphics. Have a great week. We've got a weekend off because it's going to be the FA Cup. 
And um, I've got I've got to go now because that is making me want to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, mate. Take care. Nice to see you, you guys. Again. All the Thank best. Thank you, see Steve. Bye bye. Bye bye. Now, before you uh, before you sort of have to move again, um, Brad, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know you are sort of you, your new channel is being what's called Toilets R Us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's channel number two, mate, for reasons. <laughs> number two, hey, <laughs> come on. Oh, I'm sorry, that I think you meant that one, didn't you? So I'm going to have to. Oh, just a bit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> top 10 battles is your channel details are in the links below and i will be adding um that that toilet sound might just make an appearance who knows who, <laughs> who knows who knows <laughs> who knows indeed <laughs> brad mate thank you so very very much um oh, i'm not look I'm, I'm sort of mixed confidence about tomorrow but i am doing the watch along but thank you very much mate and no worries, uh, buddy. are you Friday? Are you back on Friday? Well, I know you're back from St. Ives. Are you free for the um question time show? I will let you know. I should be. Um uh yeah, I will let you know a bit more because uh it all depends if I'm able to fly back and get back from St. Ives on uh and be back Friday. But if I am, I should be there for it, mate. Look, to be honest with you, even if you're stuck on the train, if you can do a live broadcast from your toilet, you can do a live broadcast from a... From hey, a I'll, mix, I'll, do, I'll mix up a bit. I'll do one from the train toilets. It's fine. <laughs> Thank God. No, I wouldn't put you through. I wouldn't make you do that, mate. <laughs> All the best, mate, and uh, have a Cheers, very buddy. safe journey back, whichever way you end up coming. Cheers, buddy, and I'll see you all later. Take care, mate. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot to Brad there. Uh, Brad and his toilet. Um, it's nice to see it was, you know. I don't care what he says. He was in the toilet. Okay. Hey, what, 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 what's, what's coming up next, Chris? Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Tomorrow, we have got the stat show. It'll probably be about three o'clock in the afternoon. We've got all the stats ahead of tomorrow night's game. And then tomorrow night from 7.15, it is a live watch along for Fulham versus Leicester City. I'm hoping it's a live watch along because I'm told my, um, my fire stick may not be performing. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed on that. Um, and that will be tomorrow. So 3 o'clock probably, and then 7.15 for the actual watch-along. If you are new, please do subscribe to the channel. It would be great. If you are not new and you are already subscribed, smash that likes button. It does help the channel. Um, not many can spell diarrhea. No, it is a difficult one. You have to sit there. You don't really have to work it out, really, do you? It actually comes out quite easily. Uh, I'm going to bog off. Uh, my heart says 3-2 City. Now let's hope your heart is right. Thanks very much. I will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Steve. Thanks to, um, to Brad. Um, top 10 Battles is his site. Link is in below. Um, 
Steve's Foxy 7 clothing will be coming out at the end of the month. We will bring you all the details of that. Uh, and it will be sponsoring this show as well on a regular basis. So good luck on that. Like I say, and if you are new to this channel, please do subscribe. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining in. Everybody that was in the chat, too many to mention. But thank you very much. And if you've been listening on the podcast, we appreciate you lending us your ears and for listening on that as well. Take care, everybody. Good night. See you tomorrow. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think it's all over it is now sports social podcast network the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.